Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Wargaming, where two guys who aren't qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. And we're back with another episode of the podcast. And today, well, we're a little less official than we normally are, which for our listeners who have been here a little while is not very much on an even normal day. <laughs> um, recently, John and I have kind of been uh, chatting and shooting the breeze about you know, maybe some futures of what might happen in the tabletop war game settings that we've come to love. Um, and that conversation eventually went to some to some topics that, well, we figure we might as well just have <laughs> as a podcast topic rather than talking to ourselves. You're beating around the bush, Joe. We're talking about baseless speculation. Yes. <laughs> Yes, allow me to go ahead and put that warning at the top of the episode. Today, we are going to talk about factions that we want added to the games with no basis, no reason, no inside knowledge, no education in it. Simply put, wish listing. We are putting it out into the ether and begging for the factions we want in the game that we love. Now, yeah, a lot of this goes on in the internet, but I feel like oftentimes it's like some posted the shady corner of a forum and someone like, yeah, I know a guy, my sister's brother's cousin works at Gabe's workshop. And I heard that, you know, they're going to bring back Sanguinius as the Sanguinor with a chainsaw gun. Uh, or some other such nonsense. Although I but didn't... it's really just a, a guy like living at home and he's got, it's like that meme of like Wolverine laying in bed with like a picture frame. Yes. It's just <laughs> a picture of Sanguinius. He's touching it. <laughs> uh, and on this episode, right at the top, just stating, we have no inside knowledge. We have no, no uh, illusions that these things are coming. We are not claiming this to be fact in any way. We, we hope that we're right. I but do. It's mostly for fun. I genuinely do. But we, the community has been a little kind of fuddy duddy and uh, a little upsetty spaghetti recently. So we thought we'd come in with a little bit of fun to kind of brighten it up. And also, two of the factions I was going to put on this list, if you asked me a year ago, got turned into full factions. So, you know, maybe not so crazy as I originally had anticipated. Um, but first. As always, hobby progress in games played. John, what you been up to, my man? Well, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been moving rooms and uh, had a lot of life stuff going on this week, so didn't do a whole lot of hobby progress. Uh, I read more books, did some research on how I can make Tower work in ninth edition for now until we get a book. Other than that, it's just been, like, my usual kind of, like, IV of 40k content. Uh, was really excited to see that uh, one of my favorite lore YouTubers started doing AOS content in addition to 40k content. Ooh, who's that? Uh, uh, Octus Imperius, I think is how you say his name. Hmm. Very, very fun guy. Very fun guy. Um... It's it's very entertaining. I I like it. He the way he's a attacking doing uh, AOS lore videos is that he's still an inquisitor in 40k, but he's having dreams of another place that is similar. Oh, okay. Setting. It's okay. it's it's pretty neat. I'm a huge fan. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, I haven't really done a whole lot of hobby progress. I'm hoping to change that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, got a whole bunch of Skaven I need to work on. I have to rebase like 80 Skaven. I have. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Ho- yeah, that's rough. I'm hoping that I can finish my Skaven enough so that you and me can meet in person and play a game of Skaven versus Goblins. Oh, God, just throw bodies at each other. Yeah, yeah. We'll just spend an afternoon eating chicken tenders, like, drink some Coke Zero, like, punch each other with little rat dudes and little goblin dudes. Rest in the shade of our dead piles. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. What about you? What have you gotten done? Um, I've actually kind of forced myself to be a little more productive with Hoppy this week. Um... Earlier, as we talked about on uh, previous episodes, I had 3D printed some uh, feral orcs as kind of like a test print batch to see how they'd look. And uh, I've been painting those up with sort of a a greenish orc skin tone. And uh, I finished that up this week and also started moving on to the details. So, like, they got, like, leather uh, bracers with little bones on them and like bone ornaments on their little loincloths, like stone weapons, stuff like that. Uh, Details painted up on those. They are now ready for washing and uh, split over last night and this morning, literally just before starting this podcast, like I had to put all the tools down and come in here to record. Uh, Been working on building another batch of 40 goblins to try to paint them up. Um, as we have talked about before, I am not much for painting big batches and the first batch of 40 goblins was a, a test of will. Uh, but at this point it's looking like we we might be able to play games in person again. And I really want to be able to do that with, uh, some like goblins cause they're a really fun army and I don't have to try very hard, uh, to like have a good game. Whereas, and win or lose, they kind of just feel good to play. Yeah, exactly. And, and like with Sylvaneth, I feel like I have to play Sylvaneth harder because of what they are as a faction. Um, and for like dipping our toe in and just having some fun games with buds who haven't played the game in over a year, I want something a little softer. And goblins absolutely slot into that point. So I have built up uh, last night. I built and glued onto their bases 20 goblins, and then this morning after I ro- like rolled out of the shower, cracked open a second box of goblins and glued all them together and put them on bases. Although I actually didn't get to finish. My wife had to finish them for me. Just as My we, wife. My wife, just as we started recording <laughs> the podcast. Um, so now, kind of looking forward, I am going to be finishing the little test group of works to kind of see what they look like when they're done and see how I feel about them. Uh, and also probably starting Gobblepalooza 2. Um, if I finish this second batch of 40, that'll put me up to 80 goblins on the field, which should be enough for like thousand point games. And, um, and then I can crack into some stuff that I'm really looking forward to painting for the Gloom Spike gets, like the, the Trogs. Uh, love the Trogs. And uh, how many how many goblins are you gonna need for two k? Like, uh, that's a hard question to answer. Uh, potentially a hundred and twenty. That's about what I have for Skaven. Like, just for clan rats. Yeah, it could be up to one hundred and twenty. Although, it, unlike with uh, Skaven, like you don't necessarily have. Like, I feel like at Skaven you have to bring a ton of clan rats every game. Uh, goblins, it's a little more flexible, at least as the book is right now. Um. 
bringing a bunch of grots are definitely good for you, but you don't have to necessarily bring two giant blocks of 60. It's about the same for Skaven, honestly. I just really like bringing hordes of little rat dudes. It feels like it fits the faction very well. If I wanted to play like low model count, I'd play like hard on Overlord or something. Yeah. Um, I feel like one big block of 60 is good, but I don't necessarily feel like I need a ton more. Um, so hopefully 80, 80 will be more than enough for uh, 1k points, though. I can tell you that much. Then I would like to paint them the trogs because they're just so damn cute. They're so stupid and sweet, and I love them. Uh, love to paint them. And then uh, I've also got some squigs in the closet that I've been saving as a reward for myself after I got through most of the goblins. Yes, squigs. Yes, I. God, they're so bouncy and dumb. I love them. Um, so that's kind of what I got looking down the docket. Although I, I have a feeling this, this forty goblin block is going to be, you know, a test of endurance to paint. However, uh, the first group of forty I did, I was kind of like working the paint scheme out as I went, which kind of slowed down progress. Uh, so here. I am excited to now have all of that done. So hopefully this will be faster than the first time around because I'm not testing anything. I'm purely just slapping paint on the models. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I have to keep everybody updated as we move along, as we move along with Gaba Palooza 2 Electric Boogaloo. Well, with that being said, do you want to hop into today's topic, which is, uh, what was it, 6? Yes, yeah, 6 armies that we think should come to warhammer 40k and age of sigmar six armies that will come to warhammer 40k and age of sigmar uh, ah, okay too much too. too much too much too much <laughs> too hot but so i'm i'll go into the first one joe i'm ta- i want to see your reaction to when i suggest this next army because i know what it's going to be uh-huh 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 so warhammer 40k in the olden days, the rogue trader days, they had a faction. And I'd like to see that faction come back. I think there's a place for it. I think there's an audience for it. I think it would be great. Squats. Squats, 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 squats. Uh, allow me to just start singing Misty Mountains as I look wistfully into the stars. <laughs> like a techno version of Misty Mountains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that opening scene from Blade in like the club, also with The Hobbit. That's, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cram those things together. Uh, I love the idea of squats. Um, for the viewers out there who don't know me, uh, like before I ever got into like Warhammer and stuff, kind of my, my first nerdy love was D and D and I still love D and D and fantasy and still play those games, but I've come to love the dwarves as a race, you know, from their mining to their smithing and their honorable nature and, you know, sort of steadfast bullheadedness. They're just charming for me. And I really, really would love to see dwarves in space in the 40k universe. And I remember when I first started playing, I asked John, like, oh, they're dwarves? Like, can I play dwarves? And he gave me the look, like this sad look of, oh, buddy, no. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still not over it. I, dear God, it hurts worse knowing that squats once existed. And are now gone. Um, I I want them back so badly. Although I will say, I don't want them to look how they used to. Because they were kind of sad. 
So, like, I think that if they brought squats back, which I think they absolutely can, like, it is within the lore for them to be able to bring them back. Um, in the old lore, they were more powerful than, like, a standard guardsman, but less powerful than, like, a space marine. Mm-hmm. But what made them so strong and hard to deal with, it was because even though they were a small empire, they were numerous and they worked in tandem together. And I think they could easily make like a, like Sisters of Battle are kind of like a mix between Guardsmen and Space Marines, right? Mm -hmm. They could make a similar thing for squats, but make them very specifically flavored. Like I'd love to see like a, what if we made Gene Seether Colt worker aesthetic, but with, instead of being for like Gene Seether Colt, it's mixed with Imperium stuff, and this is now squats that work with the Imperium. And they wear, like, power armor and, like, exosuits, and all of their vehicles are, like, forklifts and, like, like mining operation uh, stuff. John, um, stop, stop, stop. It only gets so hard. Yeah, Just, like, they could they could make it great. Uh, yeah, that would be like, incredible. They use, like, ambles and stuff. Not ambles. They, um, they're from the Necromunda game. The, oh, and in the, the Necromunda video game. Yeah, the Ambots. Yeah, I would I would take every other faction in 40k and throw them into the garbage can to get that sort of squad army. You'd stop playing Salamanders for squats immediately. I would throw all everything away. All of it. Everything out. Um, just to get squats. Now, I I will say a lot of these that we're gonna talk about are baseless speculation. However, um, in Psychic Awakening, there was an interesting little sort of excerpt on the bottom of one of the pages talking about an Adeptus Mechanicus ship that was flying through the void when, um, like, a broken transmission was being received from that ship. And they saw a ship that should be dead, and it shouldn't be here. Like, And the Magos said, you know, they're all dead. And then the ship sort of that they were staring at came to life and targeted them. And the final transmission was, it's them, it's the squat. And then, you know, transmission cuts out. But very clearly, there are some squats still out there. Um, yeah. And that, they could be anti-Imperium. That's very possible. Yes. I, and I Siri, play 16 tons while I fight the Inquisition. Love yes. God. No, and I think that though it happens a lot less frequently in 40k, um, the whole like, the reason we even got Sisters of Battle and like Gene Seer Cult was because the community kind of like memed about it. They kept like discussing it and, and kind of shouting from the rooftops and resetting the clock, if you will. Like every new reveal, someone's like, squats? Is it squats? <laughs> and uh the marketing's already there for it. Like, I think squats is an actual possibility. Yeah, and um, uh, they've done a couple of single models for uh, Necromunda. Uh, what is it? Grendel Grundelson? Grendel Grendelson? Yep. Uh, who's a bounty hunter in Necromunda, who is a, like, he's a squat. He's a little dwarf man uh, in armor with, like, a machine gun and grenades and stuff. And he looks great. Um, that design looks awesome, and so does his, like, the ammo squat, who also runs around Necromunda. Those are cool designs. They don't look like cheesy little, uh, Kirby-shaped bikers anymore. Like, that's a fun flavor. Sort of diesel punk, rather than, yeah. uh, some of the other stuff that's going on in the Imperium. 
And I think and I think if GW really wanted to, they could lean into that and easily make a full faction out of it. Yeah, and I think that with GW sort of like they they they've they've used all the gas in the tank that is Primaris. Um I think that they're almost done just resetting the Space Marine range. They're going to be looking at releasing new products and like they have with AOS. And I think one of those is a new faction called Squats. And I think a lot of, we're going to talk about some other 40k factions need to happen. And they need to update some of these ranges, but they also need new stuff. Like they need people buying new models um, and they're only growing. So here's the hoping that we get Squats because that'd be great. I won't play Squats, but I'd love to see them. Uh, I will play squats. If you, uh, GW, if you're listening, if you make squats, you're just printing money for me. Just, I will take a vacuum, hook it to my wallet and put the other end in your bank account. There's a whole bunch of people that feel the same way. And I, I'm game. I'm totally down to play these little drunken miners. Like I'm 100% here for it. Um, well, the next thing I know you're going to be down for Joe uh, yes, this one is an AOS pick that I have been carrying the torch for for a while now. And I have said it on the podcast before. Um, but there is a particular faction for Age of Sigmar that if Games Workshop dropped it, I would play Chaos for the first time. <laughs> like, I would go in on a Chaos faction. Um, and that is very particularly Clan Eshin, or colloquially known as the ninja rats. Oh boy, howdy. Um, I think the Skaven by themselves are just like, they're cool little flavor. They're fun. They're dumb. I, they're great, great villains to kind of like pulp with giant hammers and stuff. But a whole faction of those rats that have become master splinter with throwing stars and poisoned knives. And, you know, it's kind of like, if a rat did methamphetamine and then became a mall ninja <laughs> and then multiplied, like, I, my good God, just, yes, give that to me. Ah, give it to me. <laughs> yes, yes, get her stabbed. Yes, yes. There's not a lot to add with this. It's just, it it should happen. Um, it should. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly a big proponent of, like, they should break up Skaven into like more diverse factions uh because scryer molder eshin and uh, verminus are all kind of separate entirely mm-hmm. and pestilence like verminus is the most air quotes generic skaven but all of them have very specific flavors to them and they're all just kind of one super faction right now and uh, i think if they augmented those um ranges they could just expand outwardly uh, they, I mean, Skaven are almost their own Grand Alliance, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even necessarily agree with the idea of them being chaos. Um, yeah. I have my, I'm kind of a little confused on why they made the Horned Rat a Chaos God when, like, he never shows up as a Chaos God or does anything as a Chaos God or isn't acknowledged by the four other Chaos Gods. And everyone still says there's just four Chaos Gods. Like, it's... It's a really, like, one, underwhelming, and two, sort of nothing burger of a plot. And I I think one of the ways you can make him seem more like a power player is to expand on some of his more specialized children. 
And I think uh, the Clan Eshin Ninja Rats would be a great way to do that. And also, I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I'd love a whole faction of Master Splinter. <laughs> Just give it to me. Give it to me. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm all hyped up off the last Ronin dropping. I'm rereading the TMNT run where they recollated all the the canon. Like I'm just primed for this army. Make it happen. Because um, currently, Eshin exists, but it is three kits, and those kits are old Ancient. and bad. Ancient. Yeah. They're yeah. Uh, they are in the running for the ugliest models that Games Workshop sells currently. And that's not a fight you want to be near the top of. So they just, they need to be overhauled. And there's lots of room to play with that. I mean, uh, Clan Eshin in Total Warhammer uh, 2 has lots of units that you don't even see on the tabletop that I'd love to. Oh yeah, I think it'd be great. And uh, I think it's a flavor that would sell like hotcakes and you can make it into a very cool Trixie deployment army. Uh, kind of like teleporting around the table with these ninjas, like these ninja rats hopping in and out of shadows. Like it's just the flavors there, the flavors there. Just give it to me, and I don't know if it's necessarily out of the question for them to do so. Well, this next army is more for me, less for you, Joe. But I have a feeling like you might, you might have some feelings for it. Uh, yes, yeah, Seth has tried to turn me to these elvish ways using this army. But I haven't been convinced yet, largely because I've yet to see a single model for him. However, I might be swayed. Hit me with your and pitch. What we're talking about is Exodites. What Exodites are is it's a sub faction within the Eldar society. They kind of separated away from the craft worlds and the Dark Eldar before the fall of the Eldar Empire. And uh, they wanted to get back to their roots. They became more like, not feral, but away from. Like the space faring, we're gonna do this scientific advancement and constantly expand about in the stars. They they picked planets and they went there and they lived there with the population. Um, generally, there were feral death worlds, and for lack of a better way of putting it, they're just Eldar that ride dinosaurs and have strapped cannons to them. Love it. Yeah. Uh, do you like Ark the video game? Because it's just Ark the video game but... <laughs> with pointy ears. <laughs> with pointy ears and. Um, yeah, that'd be great. And I think that the stage is kind of set for something like Exodites to come out, where you've got like Yanari for the Dark for the Eldar that are like a mixture of all of them, and then you've got Harlequins and Dark Eldar and Craft Worlds, and they're all kind of doing these different things of intrigue, but Exodites are really kind of like the most disciplined in a way. Um the most good guy kind of El- Eldar. because um, they have no they just want to live on their planets and be left alone. Like they don't want to recreate the Elder Empire. They don't like. They have no intention of trying to like scheme to save their race. They're like, we f- messed up the universe. We messed up the messed up the galaxy. We should just go live on planets with dinosaurs and, and call, like chill out. Um, but it's Warhammer, so it wouldn't stay that way. They'd get invaded by something and have to fight it off, fight it off, and probably have to start reaching back out to the stars. So I think it's a possibility, and I think it'd be great. Yeah, and I think, I mean, obviously, the popularity of Seraphon and Age of Sigmar shows us how much people love dinosaurs, because people have good taste. <laughs> um, it is, and I don't know about people out there, but for me, like, I went through a dinosaur phase as a kid, and I never really left it. So, anytime you kind of pitch something plus dinosaurs at me, I can't help but go, oh, 
You got an ankylosaurus in there? I'd love yeah. to see an ankylosaurus. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like there are a number of people out there in the same boat and with newer models, with sort of the the newer, impressive GW design chops. That could be an incredible looking line if they really like dedicated themselves to rolling it out. Yeah, and I think that they're another one of those factions where people have wanted them for so long. I mean, you've seen YouTubers talk about it. You've seen it like pop up in little snippets in the rule books and like and like uh, codexes. So they know they're there. People love them. People talk about them. And it's bound to happen eventually. <laughs> and they're about to be featured in a series, like a, a TV series. Well, the, that animation, yeah. But it's got Tau in it, but it says Exodites, so I think the Exodites will be included somehow. Uh, we'll, the Exodites we'll is probably who they're going to be fighting. Because they showed in one of the clips, like, uh, it's not really a Velociraptor, sort of like a Utah Raptor looking thing like running for a brief second or maybe those were crude it's hard to say but like they're probably going to be fighting the exodites which you know would plug them in people's heads yeah it'd be really great i mean that's a that's a great branching off point for them as a faction Mm -hmm. but it'd give them another a touchdown Another faction that I'm going to talk about with you, Joe, that I don't think you have any interest in, but it's for me, and that's oh, that's why it's here. You filthy, filthy heretic! And that's Traitor Guard. Ugh. So, and I think this faction just has to come into the game somehow. We've had a Forge World version forever, and it's it's terrible. It's not good. Um, we need to have Traitor Guard as a full, like, plastic line with its own rules and its own codex, because... It is different from Imperial Guard. It's not just Imperial Guard that went traitor. It is a mixture of like chaos mutated people and demon engines mixed with tanks and just all sorts of crazy stuff. I mean, that's how Beastmen exist in 40k. Uh, that's how they could bring in stuff like Space Skaven or Beastmen or anything like that. They could make those, but space. And they have shown them in like uh, Blackstone Fortress and stuff. Yeah, I'm actually like looking to... at the Blackstone Fortress models now. They look incredible. Yeah. Very and flavorful. Be great to, it'd be great to play against. And can you imagine having like a game between regular Imperial Guard and Traitor Guard? Like, it's such an, a, a cinematic fight. And for people who play Apocalypse, if you play Chaos, your options are like Chaos Space Marines, Demons, cool. I'm going to bring cultists as my, like, chaff. Mm-hmm. Well, a Traitor Guard would expand upon it. Because I think they should pull cultists out of the Chaos Space Marines book. Just completely remove them. Uh, they're just kind of a shoe-in unit anyways. And turn them into their own faction. Like, add, you know, base cultists plus, you know, Traitor Guardsmen plus Beastmen and Ratkin. And, like, make Chaos Ogren, which we know exist. Have like chaos tanks and stuff, and make it less regimental, like how Imperial Guard is, and make it more kind of an and and words gone, words hard. You want more make anarchy? It, yeah, anarchy. There we go. Uh, thanks for picking up slack there, Buckaroo. That's why we get paid the big podcast bucks. We don't make any money though. <laughs> This only costs us money. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think it would be 
It would be great. I would love to see Trader Guard. I'd buy that like hotcakes. I know I already have a bunch of Horde armies, but like... Add me I to the even, list. Yeah, I might have just converted my Beast of Chaos stuff into Trader Guard at that point. I mean, those would be sick conversions. Not gonna lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be really great. Yeah, I'm not much of like a Chaos sort of player, but um, like I, I can't deny that it should exist. It just should. It half the time I open up a a rule like a a novel for 40k, it is somebody fighting a like PDF force who has now gone traitor. Yeah, and it's you know every book I read is you know traitor guardsman, traitor guardsman, traitor guardsman, different flavors, all traitor guard. And it is just weird to see something so present in the lore, but absolutely absent on the tabletop. And it shouldn't be the case. And of course, like, I, as John said, you could pull in the stuff that's kind of like a one-to-one comparison to Loyalist Guard with, like, Guardsmen and tanks and stuff. But you could take it further with demon engines and demon-possessed tanks and, you know, give them demon traits for more points or whatever. Like, there's a whole bunch of of design space in there that hasn't been touched that I think... Someone could really go ham with to make a unique and interesting book as or sort like of a dark mirror of the uh, Imperial Guard. Yeah, I think that I think that's got a lot of gas. I think that'd be a great concept. If I worked for GW, I'd be I'd be putting that on someone's desk every day until they did it, <laughs> until they yeah. approved it, and people would play the hell out of it. Um, uh-huh. There were. You know, like, we mentioned how, like, whenever they make new Space Marines, they sell, like, hotcakes because people bought, play a lot of Space Marines. That's true. Uh, but also, there are a ton of people who hate the Space Marines and are diehard Chaos players. And if you pumped out Trader Guard, they are going to buy them like hotcakes. I think that a lot of people who currently have, like armies for chaos whether it's like world leaders emperor's children or maybe they just play demons they would look at getting trader guard like on a competitive level because it opens up more options but also for flavor level like casual games because if you're running narrative campaigns it makes sense Mm -hmm. you've converted a pdf force to your cause yep and there's lots of people who take imperial guardsmen like imperial guard armies and convert them into trader guard and then just use imperial guard rules they wouldn't have to do that anymore Mm-mm. You'd have your own unique thing that is even cooler than like just using Imperial Guard rules, which I think would be kind of the smooth brain way forward. Um, in terms of like rules development, like Games Workshop could just go, yeah, these are hot topic Imperial Guard with all the same rules. But I just I think it would be way cooler to incorporate all the chaos elements. I think that they wouldn't leave that. They would. That'd be leaving money on the table. We know GW don't like to leave money on the table, Mm-mm. unless it's Curse City. Oh oh, oh oh. I don't think they like doing that though. I think they kind of had. No, they to. had to. I don't know what caused them to have to, but something happened back there. Um, well, yeah. Before we get into the weeds, before we start delving down the rabbit hole, because I can talk about Trader Guard all day. We aren't in the weeds yet. I thought we were way in the weeds. We are in the we're weeds. In the I weeds. was so deep in the weeds. I saw a Exodite Raptor pop up next to my computer. Had to shoo well, now, him away. Now we're going to talk about the, a wild speculation. Oh, God, yes. We are now, we got two left, and both of these are absolutely out of left field. Like, I feel like the first two that we talked about are likely. The next two, fairly likely. 
these are bonkers. Cool. Yeah. And so the first one, Joe, and I'm going to I'm going to make the pitch to you and you're going to react to it. How about that? Okay. Okay. So we know Kragnos is coming, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the destruction god beast thing. Yep, yep. We know he looks like a feral like druid of some sort. Mhm. Kind of like a centaur. What if we saw destruction were creatures as an army? Werewolves, were hyenas, centaurs, just all sorts of different like man beast things. Kind of like Beasts of Chaos, but not so much goat men, more everything else. Yeah, yeah, less like Chaos Goats, much more uh, Garol, Bastet, Ananansi, Rokea, Mokole, uh, things along those lines. Yeah. And somewhere out there, there's somebody who's played like Werewolf the Apocalypse who's going, yeah! <laughs> um, yeah, I would love that. I... Like, we have vampires in the lore. We can, Let me complete this Underworld movie. Give me the <laughs> were-creatures. <laughs> Some would call Kate Beckinsale. Um, yeah, I think it would be sick. I have always been a fan of, like, the were-creatures of the forest sort of aesthetic. And I think it could fill a niche that currently Beast of Chaos is failing to fill. And also, yeah. you could get kind of wild with the creatures you pick. Um. You know, everything from, like, werewolves to were-tigers to, like, were-bears for the big tankiness, were-rhinos, were-elephants, and were-other creatures that aren't from our world but exist in the mortal realms. Like, you could really crank the dial of kookiness up to 11 here if you if you were so inclined to do so. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a whole lot of design space to play in there, and uh, they'd be a nice, like, forced to attack Sylvaneth. On top of the Beast of Chaos. Yeah. And Nurgle. Yeah. And now Daughters of Cain. Yeah. Everybody Sylvaneth needs to get out the forest. Exist. That's what I'm hearing. Listen, <laughs> them trees. Everybody out. <laughs> How else are they supposed to build them porches and if they don't get they're getting that hardwood? I don't know. Games Workshop. I demand new Sylvaneth models. We did too many incursions. Too many. We have to throw them out. Um, yeah, I, in terms of like realistically, I, I think it would be cool, but I do not think they'll give it to us. No. Because it would step on Beast of Chaos toes. And I don't think they want to do that. Even though the line is old as sin and 80% of the kits look awful. I don't think they would want to like double dip on that like animals of the forest theme. Which is a shame, because I do like the idea of, like, the underworld, like, underworld in the mortal realms. God, that'd be cool. Oh, but... Yeah, I have a last one, and it's wild, and it's kooky, but as I mentioned earlier, two of the factions I would have put on this list, if you had asked me last year, actually exist in Age of Sigmar now. They just exist. Um, I would have said that I wanted vampires as a faction and I also wanted giants as a faction. And sure enough, like last year we got the mega gargants, even though they are a little flawed, uh, like we got mega gargants. They're in the game. They are going to be here for the long haul now, which is great. And we're about to get Soulblight Gravelords here sometime here in the next probably month or two, um, That'll be coming out with a bunch of vampires and their minions underneath it. So, like, those things that kind of seemed out of reach before, 
Maybe not so much, though. Um, so I will say that before I throw out my absolute wish list. Calling back to the first one of the episode, I want Stormcast Eternal Dwarves. I want Dwarfcast. John, I want Dwarfcast. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And you want you want Paladin Dwarves? Yes. Maybe they have runes on their armor? Yes. Dear Maybe God. Godric gets a suit of golden armor? And like golems and stuff? Yes, that's what I want. I want that so badly. Um, you know, kind of looking at the dwarves in Age of Sigmar, you have the Fire Slayers, which thematically should appeal to me, but the models are all identical. They're just like, ah, uh, yes, a naked man in a loincloth next to uh, another naked man in a loincloth and uh, surrounded by more naked men in loincloths. How would I tell hey. them apart? There's naked men out with loincloths on dragons, too. Yeah, one or two of them. <laughs> it, it is just a faction that, kind of looking at it, I go, oh, like, visually, same, same, which lets me down. And then there are Caradron overlords, like steampunk cap, uh, venture capitalist dwarves. Kind of interesting. But they don't have the melee fight that I want of a dwarf. Like, as I mentioned earlier, I love classical fantasy dwarves. So I want, like, I picture dwarves, like, in heavy armor with shields and axes and hammers holding a line and punching back and using runic magic to, like, tear the enemy apart and dispel enemy spellcasters. And uh, that just doesn't really exist for the dwarves in Age of Sigmar currently. So I I would love to see them get an elite dwarf. Um, there's been some mention in some of the Age of Sigmar books that Grungni, the god of the dwarves, is currently... There are whispers that he has a plan. And what I would love for that plan to be is dwarf cast. Or, you know, like elite dwarves that he has given his blessing. With, you know, that are bigger than normal dwarves. With heavy armor and runes and golems that they command. Smashing their way across the battlefield. Using, you know, dwarven armor and ingenuity. Um, I think that would be sweet. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I hope it's not just, like, combining some dwarf armies together. <laughs> I would love for it to be its own sort of release. Um, and I don't necessarily think I'll get it, but I would love to get something in that vein. Yeah, I'd love to see dwarf cast as... Because so we know how, like, Stormcast kind of, like, shoot down as lightning, right? Mm-hmm. What if the dwarf cast were instead of they shoot down as individual heroes, they shoot down as like sub forts? Mm -hmm. So it's like I shoot down like a small fort that is full of dwarves. And instead of all of the dwarves being like Stormcast Eternals, it is just like dwarves who are basically put into lack of a better way of putting it drop pods that are just dropped by the Stormcast and Sigmar or and their fight. Or burrowed up. Or burrow up, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be wild. That'd be fantastic. I'd play I the shit now. out of that. Um, I think that would be awesome. And you could, like, obviously Games Workshop doesn't like to put out factions without centerpiece models. Uh, you could give these dwarves, like, large automatons that they're piloting. Or golems. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, big yeah. golems of different types. That, you know, they, they use as the big shock troops. Yeah. And... You know, that would give you some big kits that you could sell. You'd have a, a number of foot troops, a couple of utility heroes, maybe a big fight fight hero. And you got yourself a whole range there. 
whole range and you know give them a downside of being like make them good at defense maybe fairly attacky but slow and low yeah, in make number them super slow yeah make them make a super slow low number and uh the only kind of movement they have is to in deployment you have to pick where you're going to deploy them to make them like do the job you want them to do you have to think ahead with deploying them yeah i think you could kind of treat them how the Adeptus Custodes are treated in 40k, you know. Are you, are they tough? Definitely. Are they killy? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, are, you know, they command a fair portion of the battlefield, but there's just not many of them. And you have to play in a different way to accommodate that. And I don't think Age of Sigmar has much of that, and I think the dwarf cast would be an interesting way to do it. And um, without making them like a full toolbox army. And I just, I think that would be super cool. And I hope Games Workshop gives us something like it in the future. Or uh, maybe they'll expand the Fire Slayer army to give me stuff that's more my flavor. And then I wouldn't be so opposed to like playing the naked, the naked men in diapers. Yeah, I think that Fire Slayer should, at the very least, Fire Slayer should be getting some sort of like uh, ether gold like constructs or like ether gold line constructs or something to fight alongside. Cause just a ton of just fire slayers running around naked by themselves with dragons. It's a little weird. Or like you've got to come out with guys in armor, something you've got to break up the visual look of that army. Like if you put that army on a table, I can't, it's just a sea of Mohawks. I cannot tell what is what, uh, the weapons are so small and so obscured that I just cannot tell where one thing ends and another begins because they all look visually identical. And, yeah. like, the the Duarden for Cities of Sigmar work, I guess, but, like, they're a sub-faction for a grand faction. Like, Cities of Sigmar is very similar to Skaven in that way, where it's just a ton of stuff in a book. They don't really feel like they have their own identity. Yeah, agreed. And they are probably one of the more functional sub-factions on their own. Uh, you know, they've got, like, Trollhammer torpedoes and stuff that really pack a punch and that are really desirable. Um, but I just feel like there's more narrative room there to be had that we aren't exploring. And I would love to see an elite dwarf army. I'd buy that. Much like squats, I'd buy it instantly. Just hand it to me. Give me that. I'm gonna have a blast. Um, and I think that one is my most far-fetched option, but one I would really, really enjoy. Um, well, I think, I don't know, John, did you have any honorable mentions that didn't make it to the list? Because uh, I had lot. one. Um, well, say yours first. So for me, I was going to mention that, like, obviously we have vampires in the, in the game now. And when you make a vampire, you must have a vampire hunter. I don't make the rules. It's just how it's got to be. It has to happen. And... I would love to see a faction, um, maybe of Stormcast Eternals, maybe of Cities of Sigmar, who are a faction of, like, witch hunters or zealots or I don't know what I'd call them. Um, sort of Inquisition-y humans who are fighting back against the darkness. The undead scourge and things like that. And, you know, kind of Van Helsing-esque, uh, if you will. I mean, we've got half of this Castlevania army. We might as well fill in the other half. And yep. um, th that one probably would have made the list. However, 
they've just released two they just revealed two characters uh that are witch hunters which made me think that one might be a little more viable than i initially thought so i didn't want to plug them here because it seems like something like that is actually coming i don't know how big it'll be i'm not saying it's going to be a full army or anything like that but some of those models are coming already and it, it felt weird to put it on here. Like, haha, I was right, you see. Because um, I already knew. Yeah, I mean, my honorable mention is Crute as their own army. Because um, oh. Crute as one of the sub races for Tau is just very, it's very interesting. And they're great. They have multiple kits and they've got, they could be built out into a full faction. Um, I just don't think it'll happen. I think the most you'll see is just an expansion to what they already have for the Tau. Because they don't. I don't see how Crute could feasibly create a threat big enough to fight something like the Imperium. Uh, me or neither. Like Elder. Like, I think that the Guardsmen probably can hold, like, some sort of fight. I don't think that they can fight, like, Space Marines or Grey Knights or Demons or, like, Death Guard. Um, and I think a lot of the flavor that Crute would have, the new feral orcs are already going to have, and orcs would already kind of have in general, or in what they don't, Tyranids do. Uh-huh. So I don't think Crute as their own faction would actually get off the ground. Um, but it would be great to see it. Also, just more Crute models would be great. I love those little chicken dudes. Yeah, those Rad. are also older models. But they hold up for being older models. Like, they really do. I think the basic foot troops do, but uh, what's that Crute that looks like a gorilla that has a machine gun on its back? Oh, the Krutox? Yeah, I don't think that one holds up very well. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I can agree with that. That one looks pooty. I think the regular, like, Crute foot soldiers look pretty good, um, but some of the others do not. So I could see that, and I agree with you. I don't think it'll come. Like, I don't think there's enough of a demand, I don't think they'd be enough of a threat, but... They could mechanically get an update to make them a bigger part of the Tau book. Yeah. I was like a scout force. That would make sense. Yeah. Which is where I think they might actually go. But I guess we'll see here in, you know, six months to a year when we get a new uh, Tau Codex. Hoping it's not that long. <laughs> Brother man, it might be. <laughs> it, uh, it's very well maybe. Like, Admech isn't going to be here for three or four weeks, so... And we have no idea what's coming after that beyond, like, Sisters of Battle uh, eventually. Um, shipping times have kind of taken the release schedule and... Orcs. Shaken orcs. it up. I don't... We know Orcs are coming pretty quick. But we've seen way more Sisters models than we have Orcs, so I think Sisters are up next after Admech. I mean, likely. But, but I think who knows what the gap between Admech and Sisters is going to look like. I mean, they can't the... even keep up with the Sisters models that are out now. So, the most Tau we'll that we've seen has been a, like, rumor engine picture that is clearly a Tau thing of something. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get something. I have no idea what. I They they are so far down the line that they haven't shown us anything, much like Tyranids. Like, it's... Who knows? But, you know, when we get the new book, I guess we'll see if we were right. But yeah. for people out there who have made it this far, we want to ask you guys, and I'm really interested to hear... What factions would you like to see added to Age of Sigmar or Warhammer 40,000? Uh, no matter how bonkers, no matter how wild, or how likely or unlikely, um, I would love to hear what you guys really, really want to see in the game. Because I, I don't know, maybe after this year of COVID, I've kind of been stuck in my own head so much that I'm not sure what other people out there are like 
really, really dreaming up and really want at it. So I would love to hear, you know, we will be down in the comments, looking at all the YouTube comments. Our DMs are open for uh, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up on any of those places. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And uh, for now, that's been all of our opinions. Bonafide Kentucky Fried. We'll see y'all next time.